Hello, welcome to Abiding Life Studios. I'm Noah Wells. Today we have with me Shay Wells. Hi. Hi. We have Steve Hahn, Steve Reinhardt, and Tim Lester. Hello. Good morning. We're going to get right into it today because we're trying to uh, stick more to a time for everybody. Um, So, uh, you know, these guys will ask me sometimes, hey, what do you want to do the next podcast on? And I was sitting there racking my mind on what to do. And this popped into my head. And I don't think I would normally think of this question because I was started racking my mind a lot about it after I thought about it. So uh, the question is, why do we still follow Jesus? So that is the question for you boys. I have some stuff written down, but I'd like to hear from any of you first, whoever wants to start. Yeah, and maybe, maybe I could jump in and just say, because, um, you know, our definitions, are, I think, often are important when we ask these kind of questions. So, like, if you mean, um, if, if following Jesus to you means, like, getting up and having a devotion every day, like it, maybe it does to some people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a different question than it would be to me, wherein following Jesus means something different. Um, and I'm not saying there's any right or wrong definitions, but I wonder if we could just briefly go around our group here and uh, do a little round robin of like, what's that mean to you to follow when we use the term, follow, well, I'm a follower of Jesus, because I I actually say that. And, uh, yeah. So what is that okay? So if we ask that question and just go around and answer it? Yeah, absolutely. Who wants to start? Shay? I knew I knew you were gonna call on me. I was just waiting for it. Um for me, just following Jesus, and I know this has changed for me a lot in my life, and I think it has evolved very differently. Um, because to follow Jesus in the beginning was kind of like fear-based and I have to do this. And if I don't, then I'm going to hell. And so I just have to do all these things. And then it turned into having to do devotionals and having to read my Bible. And so it's changed a lot. And now it's really just walking through life with him, talking to him and really just allowing him to lead me in life. And so it's really just evolved a lot throughout my walk, but just talking to him and you know, having him lead me through life, which sometimes is really difficult for me because I'm a control freak. So there's a lot of times that I'm like, I'm going to do it my way. Oh yeah. And I have Jesus too. So I guess I should talk to him today. So I don't know if that kind of answers it, but yeah, I think it will. It's your definition. Mine would be, uh, what, why do we still turn to him when everything is messed up? in my life? Why do I still go back to him when everything is going wrong? That would be my definition of it. Why, why do I still pray to him when everything is a mess? So that's me. Anybody else? Well, I think for me, following Jesus is, is, you know, I, I think I was originally like Shay. It was a you know, it was doing things. If I do this, Mm. if I do that, then that defined what uh, Christianity was or following Jesus was. Uh, I still do those things, but uh, to me, it's because I have a relationship with the living God. And I want to do everything I can to know him. 
And, and like Noah said, it, things haven't turned out in my life like I had imagined them mm-hmm. you know, in my first few years of Christianity. You know, I, all these great things are going to happen and, you know, uh, life's going to be perfect and it's, I'm going to be happy all the day. And uh, it didn't work out that way. And it, and it, and it still doesn't work out that way. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, he's he's my God. And uh, that's following Jesus to me. Tim, what about you? There's this phrase that I'll give you the definition. I'll give you a pet peeve first. There's a, see, I, I grew up in the church world and most, a lot of my career has been in churches, you know, like local church kind of ministry, as well as with abiding life and, And uh, we use this phrase, especially when we're doing mission statements and purpose statements in the church. Uh, uh, We want everybody to be a fully devoted follower of Christ. Mm -hmm. Well, I never was quite sure how to qualify that, although it sounds pretty impressive. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) When did you go from just a follower of Christ into a fully devoted follower? (laughs) Yeah. And, And so I did finally come up with a definition, at least for myself, I'm not even sure it will work for somebody else, but it has to do with this relationship thing that you, Steve Hahn, were referring to, is uh, my definition of being a fully devoted follower of Christ and my definition of being a follower is this, that the relationship that I have with Jesus is ongoing. It's interactive in that it's, it's important to me as I'm relating with him to have a conversation with him. And it most definitely includes that I fall as much as I don't fall. Mm-hmm. And he's the first one there to encourage me. Yet yeah, th- this is when you get back up that, and, and, and way beyond any positive mental attitude thinking stuff. Okay. I'm, I'm all for being positive and, you know, uh, the things in terms of visualizing success and all. I, okay. Except there's this real person named Jesus that as I move forward and as I'm failing is the first one to show up to encourage me to continue on. And he's the first one to show up um, to even uh, stir up desire in me to want to continue and things that are incredibly difficult. So, so following him, honestly, if I were summarizing that, and that, and that was a big long thing to say this, following him for me has far more to do with my failures, mm. or at least as much to do with my failures mm. as it does how well I've succeeded. And, and, and I'm not, what I'm not saying is that we just learn, uh, we learn from our failures. That's a true statement. But you don't have to be a Christ failure f- follower to learn from failure, mm-hmm. right? I mean, right. you don't. No. So just saying we learn from failure is not, it's nice and it's good and it happens to be true. So back to Steve's question, what does following Jesus look for look like? It's that he, he is in the middle of everything that's a part of my life. And uh, quite frankly, even I'm shocked at how the the level of maturity that I have right now in my, in my life, mm. because unlike you guys, I know exactly what goes on inside my head. Mm-hmm. And I, I am 
incredibly grateful how much he's hung in there with me. And I could say mm-hmm. a lot more, but that's kind of my definition. It, it has to do, it, it, it is, well, let's put it this way. If I take a snapshot of time in terms of being a Christ follower, I really see him and appreciate him the most in the middle of when things have gone really poorly for myself. I'm not saying it's the only part of my relationship with him, but it's, it's, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> ah! Right, Reinhard, what do you think? What's your definition of it? Well, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm thankful that, uh, like the rest of you guys, that we get to grow. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. my definitions, uh, you know, my emotional and spiritual definitions change over time. So it's where I'm at. Like right now, uh, I, you know, I could get in trouble for saying this, but I think for me, following following Jesus uh, today uh, is like you've all said is is uh, that my life uh, in and he's in my life and around my life and I'm in his life and around his life and uh, and there's no separation mm-hmm. between me and him and that. Um, uh, and that, that and that I don't have to follow him perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I, I mm-hmm. it's like possible. It's not even. It's not a requirement to follow him. No. Like Tim's uh, group wants to have the perfect followers of Jesus. So I'm a. I am a perfect follower of Jesus because I'm just following him imperfectly, and I'm. I'm yeah. really uh, grateful for that. And so, from what that means to me is, um, and this this would be where I could get in trouble, but I don't think so. I think. I'm, <laughs> It's like, um, uh, it's not as much as, um, like you guys are saying, uh, we, we, we talked about reading the Bible and praying and uh, talking to him. And I think for me, it's right at this moment, it's more about listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, my relationship with him, I, I have been talking for most of 65 years. And now it's more for me is listening and hearing and then like Steve mentioned, uh, actually doing things. And so for me, that would be uh, receiving love and loving. And so for that, for me, following Jesus means uh, uh, receiving love from him, from you guys, Mm. loving uh, folks in my life and uh, people that don't necessarily agree with me or, uh, or even enemies. uh, And, so for me, it's like breathing. It's like, I was like, this is where I could get in trouble. It's like, oh, I'm taking, I'm taking a breath. I have this interaction going on with this oxygen, this air, and it keeps me alive. And sometimes I forget it. Uh, but I don't actually think that I have to breathe properly, or I don't have to like concentrate on my breathing. Mm-hmm. It's like something I naturally do. And so my walk with Jesus right now is more like that is like, you know, uh, so that's kind of what what mine yeah, is. It comes when natural. Say, when I say right? follow Jesus. It's a life giving, like you guys mm-hmm. said, a life giving relationship. Uh, sometimes I focus on and I'm aware of, and sometimes not so much. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know that that just makes me think of something that uh, has really meant a lot to me. It's it's who I am. Mm-hmm. I I am in Christ. It's who I am. I I'm a follower of Jesus, and and I like the way you said that, Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so given those definitions, then uh, um, what keeps us, I mean, because we're, we, especially the three old guys, we've been doing this a long time and not everybody 
uh, continues on. Some, some of us don't. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and I have to admit, like I've had my ups and downs and ins and outs and going like this is a bunch of craziness. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, and so um, it wouldn't be very genuine. <laughs> I'd be disingenuous if I said, oh, yeah, I was like, I'm the, I'm the guy who's going to end well. It's like, uh, actually, I've had a lot of ups and downs in that whole process. So why are we uh, still followers of Jesus? Well, I can tell you one reason. Yeah, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I can tell you one reason I'm still a follower of Jesus is uh, there, there's a lot of them. I'm just going to say one. Um, I think the great one of the greatest gifts Jesus gave me and in, in how he chose to walk with me is I get to be around people who have been and may continue to be as messed up as I am about doing life. And, and I, and I feel like that there are days I get to be around them and I'm maybe Christ has just taken me one step beyond them. And I'm talking about this moment in time. I'm not talking about tomorrow Mm -hmm. and, and the clarity that I see. And I, and I, and I say this with compassion for those folks, the clarity that I see that one, I used, I was there at one point where they're at, and it's not going well for me because I'm choosing something other than than inviting Christ into it. And I, so, and I see the contrast is absolutely amazing to me. And, and don't hear this like the contrast that I got it together and they don't. But it, it puts me in memory of where I've been before and quite frankly, where I can go again. If I, if I quit listening like you were talking about, Steve. And so one of the reasons I keep following Christ is I, I recognize in my own history how far he's brought me. But I secondly, out of compassion, I, I say this. I see other people and how they choose everything else but Christ. And I'm not mad at them. I don't think I'm better than them. I, I feel a great deal of sympathy for them. But it reminds me of how much Christ's way is the way, period. Mm. And, and it also reminds me, because a lot of those folks that I see, I have been them and I've, and I've been very much off track and not so long ago. (laughs) So that's one of the reasons I continue to follow Christ because it's becoming palatable to me about why his way is the way, Mm. except on the days when I'm choosing not to listen. And then that's a whole nother discussion. Yeah. And I, I I like what you guys are all saying too. I mean, I, I was sitting here thinking, I've walked away before from God where, you know, where you feel like you've walked away. I know he hasn't, but where I'm not talking to him anymore. And the reason I went back to him is because I actually missed him. I missed my companion. I missed my friendship. I missed, you know, and that's when I look back at all the times I was really lonely, he was there and I could always just go back to him and talk to him and, I mean, just even today, I was talking to Shay. I mean, God's always good at showing me things before these podcasts. But, you know, I've been trying to, uh, with God's help, of course, um, get off of porn. And I, uh, you know, for a couple of weeks now, I've been, you know, feeling like I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm like, yeah, I'm doing good. You know, I'm cruising here. And all of a sudden, you know, I, I was trying to buy, like, I was trying to look for swimming suits or something for, 
Shay and all of a sudden, you know, you're looking it up and all of a sudden all this weird stuff is on your phone and you're like, oh my goodness, I need to ask God right now. I need help right now. You know, and it, it brings you back to him, right? You, you, for those couple of weeks, I'm thinking, oh, I'm doing good. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. And then all of a sudden he's like, you know, all of a sudden you, you get slapped in the face with something and you're like, okay, God, I need you right now. I need your help. <laughs> and you know, the cool thing about it is he comes and helps. And I think that's the thing that shows me that I can just constantly count on him and constantly go back to him. And I, and I think for me, that's why, like was what Steve Reinhardt was saying, failure, failure is a big thing in my life. And that is what makes me keep going back to him constantly, repeatedly. And it is so interesting that you can go for a week and not really think about asking him to come in. Cause you're like, Oh, I'm not being tempted with anything. I'm good. And then as soon as it's tempted, it's like failure. Oh God, I need you now. And the cool thing is he comes and he comes and helps. And so, I mean, that's, that's what I love about him. And basically it all comes down for me is friendship and missing that. And the companion, that's what I kept thinking about last night is just, what a huge companion he is for me. So there's my two cents. Well, I think uh, I, I, I'm like Tim. I, I have a bunch of reasons. Uh, but one of the first ones for me and one of the first things that came into my mind isn't, <clears throat> isn't very exciting. But since I'm a thinker, it, it, it means a lot to me. And that's the resurrection. It's that hmm. Jesus rose from the dead. And there were over 500 guys that saw him. And there were 11 guys that went out, believed him, and, and changed the course of history because they were saying that Jesus is alive. And if he's not alive, then we're all a bunch of idiots doing this, and there's no reason for it. And, but because he's alive, all of the stuff that we're saying makes sense. And it's true. And I don't know, for me, I've gone back to that a lot, that, you know what, Jesus is alive. He's alive right now. And I can remember this guy, this preacher wrote this book about evangelism and all that. And yeah, I mean, it was really good. He, was, he, he wasn't really pushing hard or, or laying guilt trips, but he wrote this book. And I can remember, I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll buy that book. And he was selling them in the lobby, of course. And, and I can remember... You know, he signed it and wrote in the, the cover, he wrote, Jesus was a genius. And it, and it just hit me. And I thought, well, why'd you write that? Jesus is a genius. He's alive. There isn't any was here. Mm -hmm. And so to, to me, that's one of the reasons I still follow Jesus is because he's alive and, and he's real. And, you know, just, just two other other little, well, they're not little, but because he's alive, he's given me his wisdom. And, you know, that sounds kind of like, okay, okay, well, what does that mean? God's wisdom. And, and the only way I can explain that is just a really quick thought picture, if you will. And, and just picture a big gymnasium, a big empty gymnasium. And inside that is a basketball floating around. And picture that basketball is the universe. 
because, you know, you can't limit God. He's infinite. But since our minds are finite, we have to have some kind of a limit to it. And so you have in this huge gymnasium, this basketball floating around and, and inside it is this basketball. The basketball could be the universe for that matter. And, and the earth, just this tiny little quark inside it, you know, if you're talking space, but let's just imagine that the basketball is our world. And Jesus came into that world and created light and he's the light. And there's no way that anybody inside that basketball or that world can see anything past the lining of that basketball. You can't see outside it. It's impossible. And the only way we can see outside that ball or our world is through the light that Jesus gives us. And I just love those verses in 1 Corinthians that says that the God in his wisdom did not allow the world in its wisdom to know him, but was well pleased through the message preached, the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. And then it goes on to talk about how, you know, consider, you know, who you are. There's not very many wise, not many mighty, not many noble according to the flesh, but God's chosen the foolish things of the world and the, and the weak things of the world. <clears throat> the spies, he's chosen those things that, uh, things that are not, you know, he might bring to light to those that are. And so, but it says that Jesus has become for us the wisdom of God. And so it's an amazing statement that we have the wisdom of God because of Christ in us. And what that means is that we can see in the spiritual realm where those that aren't saved cannot. And it, it kind of goes along with what Tim was saying that he, you know, and he was saying like, well, I see others and I, and I, I see where I'm at, and today I'm doing pretty well, and they're not. And, but, but the reason that happens is because his spiritual eyes are open, and he can see. And when you see, when you actually see, it's an amazing and incredible thing, and you just want more and more and more. I want more of that. And it's exciting, and it goes back to what you said, Noah. It's that friendship. It's that relationship that he's revealing this wisdom of God, the spiritual realm that is totally different than what the wisdom of this world is. You know, that's why he says that, you know, if you want your life, you have to lose it. Mm -hmm. And if you don't lose it, you won't have it, which makes no sense. You know, it's like, <laughs> what kind of wisdom is that? It's like, thanks, mm -hmm. Paul, you know. No, thanks. You know, <laughs> but yet uh, I would bet all of us sitting here, sitting there, shake our head and go, yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's one of the reasons I still follow Jesus is because he gives us that. He gives us and in, in, in correlation to that, as a result of that, we have life. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing like it. It doesn't mean that my life's perfect or that everything that happens in my life has been great. It hasn't. Most of my life has been miserable, to be honest. Mm. And uh, most of it after I became a Christian, because I had these expectations 
that I thought God should fulfill and he didn't. And so whose fault's that? <laughs> Is that his fault? No, it's not his fault, but he had to bring me back to his expectations and what, what true life really is. And I thank God for it. Mm. I mean, you know, I'd be more messed up now than I, than I was back then. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Anybody else? Well, my, uh, to follow that up, I'm going to sound like a really terrible person and it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I have like the three, three stages of why I still follow Jesus. And the first one was, like I said, out of pure fear of, I don't want to go to hell. So I'm just going to accept this dude. Cause I'm being told that if I die right now and I don't accept Christ, like I'm going to hell. So I did it out of almost like a fear and like, I can't say obligation, but it was basically just like, well, well I don't want to go to hell. Right? I don't want to go to hell and yeah. I don't want these bad things to happen. So I'm going to follow him, whatever that means. I'm going to accept him. And I said that acceptance prayer thousands of times. Cause I was like, clearly it didn't work. Cause my life still sucks. Clearly he's still not there. And so I just kept praying it and praying it and praying it because I didn't want to die and go to hell was honestly the reason why I accepted Christ then. Um, and as we know, cause I talk about it all the time. I have major abandonment issues and I don't trust people well. So my faith went from, I'm going to follow him out of fear to he's going to become my backup plan. And for a lot of years, God was my backup plan of I'm going to keep going my way. I'm going to do it this way. I know what's best for me. And then when life got really hard, then I would pray and then life would get good. So then I don't need him. And I'm fine. And I'm a smart woman. So I'm going to keep living my life. Something went bad. Oh, plan B. Plan B is God. And I completely, you know, plan B wasn't working. (laughs) So I completely walked away from God for a handful of years. And that was when I became a single mom. It was when Emily was born super sick. And it was, I didn't see God in any of it. My parents had gotten divorced. I had Um, a relationship with an abusive addict who I then got pregnant with. And my life was not, God to me was not there. He had completely abandoned me. My plan B left me. And now, honestly, the reason why I still follow him is because his pursuit in my life. It really has nothing to do with me because I'm a terrible Christian. And if you looked at like textbook Christians, I'm not there. I'm terrible at reading my Bible. I don't do devotions. I'm terrible at talking to him. I'm the worst. But it's his pursuit that I can still see him in day in and day out of why I still follow him. How could I not when someone loves me that much to pursue me? when I'm still being a piece of trash, when I'm not doing what, what I should be doing according to who knows who, because no one's calling me and telling me what I should be doing. They're just things that are placed on me, expectations that are placed on me as a Christian or expectations placed on me as a pastor's wife from other people. And I don't live up to those. And then I start feeling like a trash Christian when really God still pursues me. Even when I don't live up to other people's expectations, even when I'm not doing all those things, he still pursues me 
day in and day out. And it's not glamorous. It's not like, I'm not saying like God paves a golden road for Shay because that's not what it is, but it took those stages of accepting him in fear, feeling like he was my plan B walking away and realizing that he still just pursues me. And I can look back in those times where I had walked away and I told people there was no God and I, you know, then when Emily was born sick and she was dying, I prayed the take me instead prayer. I prayed the, if you, if you save her, I'm going to go to church every Sunday, God, I will read my Bible every day. I will do all of the things. And then he saved her. And I was like, (laughs) Oh, I don't know if I want to do all that, but I didn't have to, to. I didn't have to. And I'm not saying those things are bad, but that's not the path that he had laid for me. And he just wanted me. He just wanted me to talk to him. He just wanted me to walk through life with him. And so honestly, like the, the reason why I still follow him isn't because my life is amazing. Isn't because I don't have problems. Isn't because, you know, it's made anything easier. It's literally his pursuit in my life. Even when I feel like he's not there. That's good. Yeah, I feel I really feel sad hearing that, actually, uh, that somehow somebody told you that or you got a message on, from a pastor. Uh, honestly, I feel sad hearing that because uh, I think those kind of labels that we give ourselves um, Really, they don't have a thing to do with following Christ, mm-hmm. and I think, and I think that uh, can hinder us in our walk from, and in, and in our abiding life group, uh, we we kind of tend to bash ourselves. So that's my timer going off. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. I can't figure out how to stop it. That's okay. <laughs> really bad. <laughs> nice move. Uh, any, anyway, so. Um, uh, so I, I really, I think that, um, I, you know, I really like the, that you went through the stages that you mentioned that mm-hmm. Shay, that you went through those stages. Cause I think that's definitely something I've done and I still go back and I still go actually back to him from time to time. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, for me to follow Jesus is, uh, I like to think of it as walking and those steps that you mentioned, uh, sometimes I reach, take those steps. Mm-hmm. And, and actually he's still pursuing me. He's walking with me the whole way, either behind me, before me, beside me, we're holding hands. Uh, but he's, but I don't ever do it by myself. I'm all, even if I feel alone, like Noah said, he's there. Um, and so I really like, I really like what you said. And, and for me to answer the question is why do I still follow Jesus? I always come back to that passage that's the, the thing and i don't even remember where it is in the bible because but i'm pretty sure it's probably in acts after the resurrection that he's still alive i love that steve brought that up that you know i had a friend that sent me a joke about jesus uh, a couple of weeks ago and it was like you know it was one of those things that sometimes we'll do like what do you when you get to heaven you see jesus well jesus was on an airplane or something like that anyway it's like uh he thinks of him as a historical, he thinks of him as a cartoon character. I, I think of him as, 
you guys, you know, that I, mm-hmm. I somebody just that real. And mm-hmm. so it, it was really clear. But so why do I follow Jesus? Well, like, who else am I going to follow? <laughs> Honestly, I followed all sorts of people and uh, it doesn't, it's not helpful to me, mm-hmm. you know? So like in our abiding life, well, sometimes we've, people, you get together with the abiding life group and everybody talks about Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we followed Mike honestly to mm-hmm. be you know, to not uh, beat around the bush we followed mike and what did that get us uh for me i really love mike uh, i love mike and uh appreciate him and uh, but following him was painful actually mm-hmm. and so uh, I, I i just want to follow jesus mm-hmm. well who, who else am i going to follow yeah and, yeah. To whom shall we go? Yeah, who to whom, who, who, who am I going to go? I was like, nah, I've already tried a lot of that. This just doesn't, it's not helpful. So, well, you know, Jesus was more than just a great man. You know, there's been a lot of great men, right, in this, in this world. Mm-hmm. But because he rose from the dead, that says he's a little more than that. <laughs> he's God. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, that's everything. Uh, it, you know, it makes you willing to to put up with stuff that usually is caused by other men or yourself. And uh, not that, you know, there's not natural disasters or diseases and things like that. And, you know, we don't have time to talk about that. But but uh, I, I mean, I can remember thinking, you know, God, if this is the way you treat your friends, it's a little wonder you don't have more of them. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. thinking about a lot. but. Where else are you going to go? And and because I just love the elements of, of, of what Jesus says, love your neighbors. And he doesn't do anything. He doesn't tell us to do anything that he's not willing to do himself. So when he says, love your enemies, that's exactly what he does. And I love that because mm-hmm. so many times I've been his enemy. And he says, love others. And I love that because, you know, when you really do connect with others, it's just a wonderful and beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if that's, if, if, and it doesn't mean that Christians don't pervert it because they do. And, you know, like the knuckleheads from that Baptist church that would go out and protest, you know, uh, veterans funerals. Yeah. Mm. Just, just an abomination. And, and that's that's representing Christ, right? No, it's just nuts. And, and you have people like that running around and, and you know, but that's not who Jesus is. Uh, and that's not who God is. And so it's just awesome to be able to follow. Yeah, there's always something that I always kind of leaned on, especially being a parent. I love my kids more than anything. Sorry. But I would never, ever willingly nail my child to a cross for anybody else. Never would I do that. But God created Jesus for us and knew what was going to happen. And I look at my kids and I'm like, I would never do that, especially for the world, for the people of the world, never. And so when you think about like, I'm so special that God created Jesus for me and was willing to do that for me. And then you see his pursuit in your life. It's like, 
How could you not? Even when it's hard. <laughs> Tim, we haven't heard from you. Well, uh, Steve, when you were talking, I, <clears throat> uh, I was put in mind, it, it's, it is literally my favorite chapter in the entire Bible. Uh, it's in John chapter 10 and the image, uh, it's talking about Jesus. Jesus is talking about himself and he says, I'm the shepherd and you're the sheep. And I realize we don't do that. You know, there's a, there's a whole big, you need to go back. If you don't know, if you're listening to this, you need to go back and find out how shepherds operate. But the, I remember the day that I finally figured out that that passage of scripture, as it was talking about how Jesus relates with us and walks with us and is that he's always leading. If I'm excited about him leading and I want to be a good sheep and I want to go, but he's actually leading when I don't want to be led and I want to be left alone. And he, he does whatever he's got to do. And there may even be some, what I would term as things I do not want to happen in my life happen from a discipline standpoint, but he's the last one standing that actually takes care of me and feeds me and, and I arrive alive and, and I'm, I'm satisfied and I'm safe. And I'm, I'm, even though insanity is happening around me, the day I figured out he even is leading when I am fighting him from leading, honestly, I don't know any leader that does that. I don't even do that. Mm. I lead people all the time and you can cross a line with me. I won't use a squirt gun to put you out if, if you catch on fire, if you do certain things to me. Mm. I mean, you can just, you cross a line and I'm done. And he doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's kind of like this. Uh, show me somebody that does it better than Jesus. I'm more than happy to follow. But Steve, to your point, we're older than dirt now. Some of us on this thing. And and uh, I haven't met one yet, and I don't think I'm going to find one. And I've known some pretty amazing people. So it's one of the reasons that I, I, I when my am wanting to be led, I'm running after Jesus uh, is because of the amazing way that he goes about that relationship. And I and I'm really grateful. Mm. Yeah, me too, Tim. And and as you and Steve were sharing and Jay. And one of the things that popped into my mind that I'm really, I'm profoundly grateful for is, you know, over the years, um, like as a sheep and as a human and in my thinking and in my, you know, because I'm a kind of an all or nothing thinking kind of guy, black or white, things Mm -hmm. are this or that. Um, He's corrected me. And I, I'm so grateful. I'm profoundly grateful that part of following Christ is he accepts us just as we are. And we walk along with him. And then, then he goes like, don't step there. You know, it's like, don't step in the cow shit, you know, like we can walk around that. And, <laughs> and we step in it and walk and track it all over ourselves. We got it everywhere. I was, my went with my grandson up and there were a bunch of cows camping out. We had cow crap everywhere at our whole camp and the kids were covered with it. Thankfully, their moms weren't there, but it was just like, <laughs> uh, I said, oh my gosh, this is a picture of me. And, uh, and so it's like over the years, well, that's one of the lovely things I think of walking with the Lord and being a follower of Jesus is um, we can, 
we can yield and, and listen more. And that's why I like listening because I haven't listened. Honestly, I haven't listened very much in my life. I, I like listening. And, um, and that way I, I can be uh, corrected more easily without having to like put up a fight or throw a temper tantrum. Not always. Sometimes I still do, but, but, but I can actually listen. And, uh, and as you guys mentioned, love, I can love people. Mm. Uh, that's uh, incredible to me. So it's such a huge joy to be on what it, maybe what I'd say is more easily corrected mm. when I'm uh, acting like a sheep jumping over the fence or running away or, you know, charging the shepherd, <laughs> all, all the things that sheep do. So anyway, thanks for mentioning that. Yeah. Uh does anyone have anything else or do you want to, should we wrap this one up? Does anybody have anything else to say? I say it's a great thing to be able to follow Jesus. I am so profoundly yeah. grateful that, and I get to follow him with you guys and walk with you and learn mm -hmm. from you and just be with you and love you and be loved by you and uh, share our walk together. I am, I'm really grateful. Huge blessing. Yeah, I think that's why it's so fun to be together because we all have Jesus in us and we all get to see that. So, yeah, and I get it. Like you do want to, you see, like you were saying, Steve Reinhardt, about following Mike, you know, you just, you see someone who, sh you know, shines that so much then, oh yeah, I just want to follow him. But we all have that. You know, and I think that's a nice reminder is we all have the exact amount of Jesus in us. That's a hundred percent, a million percent, whatever you want to call it. We're full. Mm. So it is cool. And I, I, I liked what Shay said about him pursuing us because it really doesn't matter what we do. He just, he is constantly there. If you, all the times we've talked about walking away, if you look back at it, you can see every part he was in. Mm -hmm. You know, he's he's just so part of our lives that even when you try to walk away, he's still there. So I'm OK with struggling and having him is all I'm saying. I'd rather go through the struggles and have them than never struggle and or yeah, never struggle and never have them. So I'm good with my struggle and and learning. I love to learn from him. And like you said, Steve Reinhardt, just how he he corrects us. And I like when he does that because I'm like, oh yeah, that was wrong thinking. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> and it sticks with, you know, that's true relationship, right? Amen. You can go to him and go to him with anything. And like you, I think a couple of you said, he just accepts us how we are. And I think that's what's so special about it is I can come to him and ask him for help for anything. And he does it in his own way. Sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't happen right away. And sometimes he tells you no, and that's okay. Cause he knows what's best for us. So that's all I have. Uh, thank you guys again for coming on here and just sharing, sharing you, you, you know, sharing your relationship that you have with them and how special that is. It all looks different, but it's all the same. So just thank you everybody for sharing your heart and uh, thank you for the listeners. And yet again, if you want to give feedback, you can just email me at Noah at 
abidinglife.com. It will come straight to my phone and I'll get it. So, and just so everyone knows, if you send me an email, I'll send it out to these guys as well, just so they can read it and they can respond if they would like. All right. Thank you so much for the listeners. And uh, thank you guys again. Thank you, Noah. Thanks, Thanks Noah. All right. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Bye. Hey, bye.